Morning, Suzanne. How are you? Hi, fine. How are you? Very well, thank you. Very well. Thanks so much for joining us today in the Be Your Own podcast. Lovely to have you with us. What's it like where you are? Where are you based again? I'm in northwest London. Um, thank you so much for having me. It's a bit dreary, I have to say. Miserable, miserable. But it's miserable. the first of, of the month, right? Almost Christmas time. Yeah. 20 years in the industry as a journalist. You've had such a successful career already. How did you get started? Um, I was not very good at school at anything really, apart from writing. I was very good at English. Um, I pretty much, I went to private school, I went to university, but I never really was very good at anything in particular apart from writing. So I kind of just fell into it and I was very lucky. I went in um, to a local newspaper as an editorial assistant and that was the best thing I ever did and what I advise anyone that wants to go into journalism to do because you're thrown in the spot, you know, you do everything and, and you learn on the job. And you at the moment, you're covering mainly lifestyle, beauty, celebrity, yeah. real life stories as we've mentioned. How did you break into that particular segment? of the industry yeah so i i fell into being a lifestyle journalist and i think it's it's what's helped make me have a really good career you know to this day 20 years on because as i said i'm not you know i've got no interest and i'm i don't know much about politics so i knew i could you know move that out of the way hard news is very exciting to work on and um, i love breaking news but lifestyle covers so much so you know on one extreme you can be doing fashion and beauty on the other, interviewing celebrities, which I do, um, travel, parenting, um, lifestyle is just brilliant. Okay, and you've got your own personal life stories that you've you've gone through some kind of tragedies. How did that play a role in what you do in journalism, and how have you shared I that think, to motivate others? I think I've learned, and I think you know, I've built up. Um, I've built up to understand this, that actually there's a lot of subjects that are taboo. There's a lot of things people don't like to talk about. And our job as journalists, we're storytellers. So I am so um, all about authenticity and being honest, which, you know, a lot of journalists aren't or a lot of journalists misquote people. And I've never, ever done that. And um, that has helped me build up a really lovely community, a really lovely relationship with agents and editors and um, you know people in production that work around me. Um, and I think I've learned that by being able to talk about my own stories, you know, it's not all glitz and glamour interviewing on the red carpet. There is a lot of rubbish, you know, as that goes on in everyone's lives. That's important for me to share because I feel my role as a journalist is to share those stories, you know, and it gets people talking. Mm, absolutely, and you cover sports as well. So let's yeah, talk about I love writing about sports. Sports very exciting. And you've interviewed some amazing, amazing athletes. Can you share any anecdotes, any stories, any of your yeah. most favoured interviews? Well, I think for me personally, I mean, your 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 followers and people that are watching it might be a lot younger than me, but I grew up. Um, loving Andre Agassi, the tennis player. I mean, he was my favourite, favourite person. You know, I had him on my wall. So getting to interview him at Wimbledon about, I'd say, seven years ago was literally the highlight of my job because, you know, he had an amazing autobiography. So interviewing Andre Agassi was amazing. 
Um, I've got three sons who don't really care about what I do unless it's football related. So yeah. I think I got to interview David Beckham, which was amazing. Um, so that really, like my kids were like, wow, mum, you're really cool finally. Um, and then I think the Olympians, I love interviewing the Olympians. So during COVID when, you know, we weren't allowed out there, I was reporting on the gold winners. I think it was, so I was do, sort of doing night shifts then because it was the morning there. And it was brilliant to hear their stories because, you know, people that have worked so hard, people with really strong work ethics and they've got to where they have is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever been in a situation that's particularly quite tricky or sticky? How have you kind of navigated around that where it's really awkward to draw something out of a particular guest? Whilst you know what? I get asked this a lot and I don't know if it's because I've never really had an Like even people say to me, who's the worst celebrity? Have you ever had any difficult celebrities? I think I've been very lucky and that I haven't had anything awkward. Maybe you're just very good at what you do. No, or maybe, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think I've just been very lucky. I have to say, yeah. I smile a lot. And I think having a smile is so important because, you know, nobody wants to be interviewed by someone that has a face on them that looks moody, you know. And I think I naturally smile anyway. So I think that helps. It makes it a lot easier, I think, doesn't it? Yeah. There's a lot more, I think it's just a lot more warming because everybody's got a job to do. Yeah. You know, and you're, you know, very fortunate that you love what you do. And obviously yeah. that shines through with your work. So it never yeah. really feels like it's too much work. A little bit like, I guess, with what I do when I see women and I'm so inspired by them and I love their journey. I love I love talking about their, their startups and how they got started. Yeah. So it, it's just interesting, right? And I think yeah. when you mention politics the fact that you had no interest what would be the point because you're not really going to enjoy it so yeah um and i'm not um, putting myself down because this sounds ridiculous but i think yeah um not that i wasn't clever enough to write about politics but i think with lifestyle you don't actually have to be clever <laughs> because you know you can have an interest in fashion you can have an interest in beauty where I'm clever is I'm good at writing. So I think, you know, as long as you have a topic that you're passionate about and, and you're a good writer, you can combine the both and and, and it flows. Mm. What would you say to anyone looking to get started in a, in a career in journalism? How would they apply themselves? What would they need to do to get to, get to well, where you say? I I mean, I've got three. I've got three sons, two are at university, so they've sort of gone down the university path. But I don't think it's so necessary anymore to have to, you know, go off and do a three, four year media course. I think a lot of it is learning on the job. You know, I think, as I said, going in as an editorial assistant, and I have to say one thing: the money is appalling. So when people say to me, "Oh, Sue, you're, you know, you've got an amazing job." I have to say the money is appalling. So don't go into journalism thinking you're going to make loads of money. You're not. No. But I think if you love what you do, right, that's yeah. what. I mean, of course, everybody wants to live a certain lifestyle to a certain degree. But you have yeah. to love what you do. You yeah. have to wake up in the morning and feel enthusiastic. And if you're not guessing that, then yeah. I, don't, I don't think money really plays a, a major factor in it, to be honest. No, it's in, not. But that's in my opinion. 
Yeah. And actually, when I'm, work, when I'm working, I'm a nicer, happier, you know, wife, mother, friend. Um, so because I'm, you know, I'm not dreading getting up and going to work. I'm, it's, you know, I bound out of bed to go to work. And I know that's very lucky. Yeah. And it is very rare. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I think it's I think it's good. I think as a working mother, right? Because I've just had my daughter and I need that. I feel like I need that, right? Yeah. You need to be stimulated by other external things such as work. And if you love yeah. what you do, like I mentioned, I think the overall it plays a massive part in your overall happiness. Absolutely. Well-being. So before we go too much further down the route of getting started into career and uh, getting started in a, a career in journalism. Let's just go back to the fact that you was working in the sports industries as a journalist. What would you say, how would, how would you look at sexism within that industry? Have you come across it? Have you faced it? Have you? I've never personally had a personal experience of sexism apart from, you know, years back when I was working on a tabloid and you know that was in the olden days um in sports I think I've been lucky in that you know I've interviewed a, a lot of female athletes and the one thing I've learned is especially over the last five years you know with Jill Scott and with the lionesses who I interviewed who are amazing they are just they haven't personally spoken about you know sexism but they are just more than happy to, you know, just chat about how amazing it is that, you know, women in sport is finally getting the coverage it needs. We, I, I'm, I'm a celebrity editor on um, Women's Fitness, for example, and our last issue, I did five pages about the leading women in sport from, I don't know, like from a lioness to someone that's in the rugby, in England rugby squad. You know, all these teams that were, were male orientated, now all the women are, are making a name for themselves. So they've never really spoken to me about sexis sexism. Mm. I think it's definitely been a long time coming, though. I'm so happy to see women's football finally covered. Yeah. I mean, I, just, I think it's brilliant, right? Yeah. This is, this to me, is like it's normal that this, sh this should have equal amount of coverage, right? You see, yeah. Premiership football players are male, right? And it has been shown for decades why is this not happening sooner that's all i want to know yeah i think one of the early interviews i did when alex scott first came onto our screen she was amazing i mean she and to see what she's done you know she's being the face of sport as well she's really turned it around as well i think absolutely her career is just has just gone from strength to strength i mean i think i'm seeing her at the moment she does a lot of commentary yeah um yeah, I've seen her quite a lot. Um, and it's, it's again, it's great to see that. We just need to see more of it. Yeah, and I think with Jill Scott having one I'm a celebrity is, is amazing because she yeah. has shown just, like, like, I love Jill. I think, like, she's the most incredible person. I think what she's done for women's sport, you mm. know, going into I'm a celebrity and showing what a fun gorgeous person she is you know as well as a footballer is brilliant absolutely so what would what would be the most seminal point of your career so far whether it be a particular tabloid or media outlet or celebrity or a feature that you've worked on what would be overall what's been the highlight so far well 
I don't know if it's a highlight, but it has, I've had a lot of, um, you know, I think, I mean, very sadly, I lost a friend to, to suicide recently, which, you know, rocked my boat, never even written anything about, you know, never gone into that space. And I think writing about that really has helped with my grieving process. Um, and it also showed me that I touched upon something that was, you know, so sensitive, a topic that people don't want to talk about mental health. And I got a conversation going. So as much as it was heartbreaking for me, you know, I wrote through tears on my keyboard. The feedback has just been wonderful. Um, you know, all about how it's okay for men to cry, for men to talk. Um, and as it happened, I then went and did an interview with Roman Kemp, who has also spoken about losing a friend to suicide. So combining my real life with a celebrity interview was brilliant. So that was, you know, I was very passionate about that. Um, I've written about menopause, I've written about breast cancer, various things that have touched me personally. Mm -hmm. And again, I think it helps my followers and my readers think, actually, I'm a normal person, you know, with the same rubbish that goes on in everyone's lives. I'm mm -hmm. just lucky that I, you know, in the media, I can talk about it. Yeah, it's definitely given a platform for people to be able to resonate and talk about and share and not and and be vulnerable as well and allow that space to be vulnerable. I'm just thinking now with Deborah James, for example, who I interviewed for so long. Um, Bow Babe, she's called. Um, yes. Oh my goodness, I've seen. Yes, I've seen her. She was amazing, Deborah. And we built up a really lovely work. You know, through through work, we got very friendly, and she was incredible. And mm. I think you know, being able to share stories like hers was amazing. And I think in COVID times, I felt really passionate about being able to, you know, write about small businesses that were struggling, write about NHS workers, write about people, you know, that were facing really uncertain times. And it gave me meaning. It kind of made me feel like, not that I was doing good, but I was, that was hard news. And I love doing that because it was just, I suppose, a lovely way to showcase the goodness in people. Yeah, I mean, she was incredible. She really was like formidable in the fact that she had that strength to keep going yeah. and still continue to share because it. Re what she ultimately did was raise awareness through her platform. And I yeah. think so many people after that, the stats in people getting checked, cancer just went through the roof. And I think it's a really, it is tragic, but it's such a beautiful story as well because so much wholeness and goodness came from it and there was no like agenda behind it it was not like yeah. she did it for the fame or she did she actually just genuinely wanted to share her journey yeah and show others you know like if and she loved life she yeah, she, she really did she loved life you know even in the weeks up until she passed away i remember we were at an event together and she walked up looking like a rock chick with a big smile on her face and you know, she wants to embrace life, and that was really special. Mm, you just never know, do you? You just, you got to live life to the max. Exactly. So, and she's left such a lovely legacy behind. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, really is. So, usually, you would be the person that's interviewing somebody else, and you're on the pod, on my podcast, which is... Lucky been me! Oh, it's, been, it's, been, it's been a pleasure having you. Thank you very much. Oh. So, would you look at having your own podcast? show um like what's next for you maybe a book to talk about your career so far 
Oh, bless you. I don't think anyone would read my book. I mean, I've done a lot of... I've been been a guest on lots of podcasts. I mean, people say you should turn your celebrity interviews into a podcast. But Mm -hmm. I think... Well, look, you've got amazing tech. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Um, (laughs) I think... I'll keep on doing what I'm doing because I'm happy. But I mean, you know, I love live TV. I do a lot of on-camera work. Um... I also do a lot of Q and A's on stage at live events. So I think, you know, I'll keep on that. And I mean, I'd love to have my own podcast, but again, I don't know who'd listen to me. (laughs) I'm sure you'd have a lot of people tuning in, especially if you get like David Beckham on board. Well, I doubt that will happen again, but I have to say the one thing that I have always done, and I think, you know, that I've instilled into my kids is just be real and honest and, you know, a sense of integrity in everything you do because people can see through um you know when you're not being real if when you're not being authentic especially at my age i think just keeping it real like of course i didn't want to talk about my you know i have a best friend that killed themselves it's mortifying it's like you know it's embarrassing as well and it's it's sad but it happens and it happens to people and you know, I think sharing what goes on is important to me. Yeah, I love Hot that. sweats, menopause, all of that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It might be a little bit too early for me to read that, but I would definitely. Yeah, you're far too young. <laughs> I, I, um, I shall be reading at some point for sure. Well, listen, it's been lovely having you, Suzanne. So thank, thank you so much you. for joining us today on the Be Your Own podcast. Thank it's you for having me. Yeah, it's been, it really has been brilliant. Thank you for sharing all of your stories, all of your career tips as well. And I really look forward to, to seeing more of you. Thank you. Brilliant. Okay, take care. Thank you.